Good morning, strangers. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Listen, can I just very quickly have all the moms stand up? We just want to honor you. I know not everybody wants to stand up anyway. I'm up here. I'm a mom. Solidarity. Hey, yes, absolutely. We honor you moms. You are beautiful. We love you. May you have grace and strength to do what you are called to. And listen, we honor all the women in the house today and online and your legacy. We love you and appreciate you so very much. Um, little encouragement before we get into the message today, since it is Mother's Day for all the moms. I just want to encourage you, sometimes uh, we put the job before the goal. And what I mean by that is the goal is we want to raise kids who love Jesus, people, and his church. The job is the daily routine. Keep Jesus the main thing. All right, just a little encouragement. I promise you, you won't regret that. Uh, I have been in City Kids for, let me think, it's, it's not quite a year, but I think it will be a year in September. So Pastor Brent leaned over to me this morning, of course, there's always jokes, with my husband, and he says, welcome to church. And I said to him, that's funny you should say that, because I was actually going to mention something about that this morning, and it is this, church is going on over there too, friends. <laughs> All right, listen. Church is going on over there. I have been in kids' ministry in some capacity since I was 24 years old. When we first got married at 24, and I'm almost 53, when we got married at 24, we went immediately into youth ministry, like immediately. We did that for 13 years, 13 years with the teenagers. And then I had my own children which is a whole other kind of children's ministry. And it is. It is a ministry, ministering to your children. And then uh, time passed, and then we got in this building. And actually, just before we got in this building, I think it was like for around five years, uh, I looked after the children's ministry here. And that was, that was really, really good. And my kids actually were growing up watching me be involved in children's ministry. It was a really special thing. It's a really cool legacy there for me. And then we, uh, we had something happen in the world and some things changed up. And I realized, you know what, I need to maybe get back in there and help again. And I think I said it at some point on one of the announcements or something, I saw a need and I filled a need. It was really very simple. It wasn't like God, you know, sent Jesus and he was in my room one night and the light shone and he was like, listen, you need to get back in there. They're struggling. It's a mess. It wasn't anything like that. And, and, and listen, they were doing great. It was in good hands. But it was just like, you know what? I think we need some more people in there. I think it's time for me to get back in and, and maybe recast a little vision. And, and just like what Pastor Brent's doing in here. And it has been a good idea. So I just want to encourage everyone in here today. I've got to say it. I've got to say it because I've been in there. It would be wrong if I didn't even bring it up. Some of you, it's on your heart. And it's time. You already know God's talking to you about it. It's time. You need to get in there. Don't worry about what it's going to look like or the uncertainty or if you're going to be good at it. God wastes nothing. Trust him. If you did not have a good model growing up, how about be the person you needed? All right? If you are part of this community and you're a disciple of Jesus, 
they are not someone else's kids. All right, I'm just going to leave it, leave it right there. Let the Holy Spirit talk to some of you. I really encourage you to get involved. It's actually a lot of fun. I have never had so many bracelets made for me in my life. I have a fridge full of coloring sheets from little girls who, you know, and they don't even want me to get up there and talk because they're trying to finish it. And it's so cute. And then they're handing it to me. And honestly, I love it so, so much. But the thing that's been the coolest and kind of unexpected part of getting back in there again, and I am the teacher in the 11 a.m. elementary class, is that sometimes I'll be right in the middle of a lesson and God, no joke, friends, will supernaturally speak something to me. And it's like, wow. And the kids are looking at me and I'm like, God's doing something here. And it's coming out of me, but like he's doing something. And I thought this was just for you. And I'm sure it's like that for you every Sunday, or it's probably going to be like that for me again today. But it's God's word coming out and God's word always has power. But God is also speaking to those kids. But some of you need to step up and get with it. I love you. (laughs) All right. That's all I'll say about that. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about shift over drift. Uh, When we get saved, we are instantly transformed. We like instant, don't we? We don't like to wait. We want instant results. We are an instant society. Instant, quick, fast, immediate, done, one and done, one and done. And in a sense, when we receive Jesus and we become a Christ follower and a disciple of Christ, that is an automatic transformation. We have gone from death to life. It's an incredible thing. The Bible says that all of heaven, all of heaven rejoiced on the day that you prayed that prayer. Can you imagine one person, one of us, one child, all of heaven stopped what they were doing and rejoiced. It was a big deal. And it was immediate. But most things aren't like that in this world. That we don't like so much. And I was reading recently that we are actually wired. Our, I, I don't even begin to understand it. Our biochemistry, our something. People smarter than me have figured this out. We are wired to resist change. Our flesh. Something's uncomfortable we're wired to kind of subconsciously avoid it. And a lot of times, when God asks us to do something, it's really the same thing. We sort of, our initial reaction is, yeah. And then our follow-up reaction is like, eh. And, oh, something shiny. And we forget. Is anyone else like this? Come on, guys, come on. I'm not the only one. Sometimes God speaks to you and it's like, eh. I'll circle back. I'll circle back to that. But when we get saved, it's instant. And it's wonderful. And it's supernatural. And it's powerful. But then there's a daily setting apart. That is not as exciting when you really think about it. But here's, here's what the Bible says about this. You are made righteous upon salvation, but you're sanctified daily for the rest of your life. Your salvation is complete but then he's completing it in you. We never want to stop at salvation. There's a one-time salvation, and then there is a daily, a daily 
setting apart. Now it's exciting, very, very crucial. In Philippians 1.6, Paul says, I am sure that the good work God began in you will continue until he completes it on the day when Jesus comes again. So a good work happened, but it's not completed yet. We're not done. A shift, shift over drift. A shift is a small, incremental, tiny little shuffle movement. You're not getting anywhere fast, but you're not standing still. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving in a certain direction. Maybe you're changing direction, but you're moving. You're not staying still. You're not stagnant. You're moving. It's not spectacular, but you're moving. A shift. It can be a direction. It can be a tendency. But it's a little shuffle, a little movement. And all of those tiny little movements accumulate, don't they, for good or bad, depending on where you're aiming, depending on if you're not aiming. That's when you get into the drift, the drift. Oh, you know, no set anything. I'm just kind of, I'm just sort of drifting with the wind. Oh, I read that. Ooh, I believe that now. That's, oh, oh, that, that, uh, that hurt my feelings. Oh, you're drifting. You know, you don't have your compass set to true north. You're just kind of all over the place. Listen, we've all been there. I've been there. I'm not making fun because I'm actually telling on myself. I've drifted in areas every one of us have. We're human, and God knew it. And so that's why he loved us enough to tell us that we need to be set apart daily So we come back to true north, to where we need to be, to shift. So I read someplace that uh, in order to create new habits, you have to just implement something every day. Don't try to change everything at once. Just implement something small every day. So for example, if you're trying to eat healthier, it said, Drink one green smoothie a day. Now, some of us, like, never, never. I will never touch a green smoothie in my life, and that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I understand. They don't always taste good. But if you are trying to aim in the direction of health, maybe you just start drinking a green smoothie every day. Down there is health. I'm over here every day. I'm going to drink the green smoothie. I don't know if I like this. It tastes like a lawn. I'm going to drink my green smoothie because I'm making small changes. And then it said, this article I was reading, that once you get into this pattern, this healthy pattern, where you've had some accumulation of little shuffles in the right direction, you add something else. And you get with me, right? You add a little something else. You add a little something else. And it all adds up. It's kind of like parenting, Right? When you have a baby, you're everything. You are their world. They know nothing. It's little, little shifts, little steps every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Yeah, moms, every day when no one's looking, every day it's messy, every day it's hard, yes, but there's nothing like it because eventually your persistence, And your obedience 
And the grace and strength that God has given you for that role pays off because it has accumulated. Right? And some of us, a little further down the road, young moms, we can honestly tell you this works either way. It works either way. And it's worth it. It's worth it. There is fruit. I promise you there's fruit. And it can be really, really good. Shifts. Good or bad. They don't happen overnight. They can take you forward or backward. They can slow you down. They can speed you up. They're more, make you more effective, make you less effective, more fulfilled, less fulfilled. We are made up of different values and beliefs, all of us, different upbringings. There's been different influences, different values and beliefs. But the key is we have to aim our shifts to a deeper belief. Jesus, a deeper belief. Yes, all those things are still there in us, some of them super ingrained, but there's a deeper belief that we are aiming our compass toward. Daily shifts, baby steps. Sometimes gradually, we're drifting the wrong direction. And that's why it is so important to be mindful of this all the time. But... In Romans 12, verse 2, Paul also said, Don't change yourselves to be like this world, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. I'm going to say that one more time. You'll be able then to understand and accept what God wants for you. You will be able to know what is good and pleasing to him And what is perfect. If it's not new thinking, it's old thinking. It's default, which we all have. So we have to every day set apart. Every day point our compass true north. Every day make a shift. It's not all or nothing. It's baby steps. It's shuffles. It's moving in the right direction. Aiming towards something. A deeper belief. That's what leads to real life change. Every time. It's a biblical principle. It, it can't fail. It works for good or bad. It's just like sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. What you, what you sow, you reap. What you shuffle towards, you become. So it's just like God. Listen, in true mom spirit, I love this because it is just like God to use something really simple and really practical supernaturally. Isn't it? The manger. Jesus was born in a manger. So simple, so unexpected, so not what people thought. God changes us exactly the same way. I'm going to tell you how, and it's so cool. So, number one, the Bible. So simple. So simple. So many of us don't read it. Why is that? Uh, we're busy. We, we don't have time to, to really go there. You know what I mean? But it, it's actually going to change our lives. But you know, it's almost too simple. The Bible. It shifts your mind. Remember those thoughts? It renews those. It holds a mirror up for us to see ourselves clearly and again, maybe that's why we, we are sort of resistant sometimes to reading it. Because remember, we don't always know if we want to change. It's, it's scary. It's uncomfortable. Maybe it's unsafe. But God loves you so much, he would never ask you to change something that wasn't what was best. Isn't that what we tell our kids? 
And God loves us so, so much more than that, than we are even capable of loving our whole children. It's hard to comprehend. But it confronts us, doesn't it, the Bible? You need it to sustain you daily. It's simple, so simple, so practical. Worship. This was so great this morning. I have to say that it makes me so incredibly happy to see these young people up here. I, I, I mean, isn't it just like it's special? Yes, it's special. God is, listen, God's up to stuff and it's so, it's so good. I love it. But worship shifts your perspective. It elevates God back up to the place he's supposed to be for you. God hasn't moved, but sometimes we're knocking God down a few notches, right? With just stuff, with just life, with just thinking, with just circumstances, situations. Worship is elevating God back up to the place he belongs for you. If you don't feel like worshiping when this is going on up here, let me just encourage you, do it anyway. Fake it if you have to. What do I mean by that? Lift your hands like you mean it, that God is good, whether you feel like it or not. Listen, you have to take a shift. You have to take a baby step. I promise you God's going to connect with you, but you have to move. You have to do something. You don't have to wait for a feeling. That's not how it works. Changes your perspective. It shifts how you think about God. Praise shifts your gratitude. It's thankfulness. It's recognizing his constant goodness. I heard another minister say this, and I don't remember who said it, and I'm sorry, but he said, worship is like God gave you a new pair of shoes. Maybe some of you have heard this, and I hope I don't mess this up. But it was something like, God's given you a new pair of shoes. And it's like, thank you, God. Thank you for these new pair of shoes. Sorry, that's praise. I'm already messing it up. Bear with me. Thank you for this new pair of shoes. Thank you. I'm so grateful for the new pair of shoes. I praise you. I thank you. I thank you. Worship is God. If you never, ever gave me those shoes, you are still good. You are worthy. You are my everything. I love you. You are trustworthy. That's the difference between praise and worship in a nutshell. I just thought that was really good. Prayer shifts control. And I know Pastor Brent's been talking about prayer. This is how I think about prayer. It shifts control from me to God. It's uncomfortable. Man, this one's uncomfortable, especially if you really know you need something. You need it like now or you needed it yesterday. You're shifting control because it's you're saying, God, I'm recognizing in this moment that I can't do anything to change this situation, but I'm trusting that you can. And I'm shifting the control off of me to you. And I'm trusting that when I do that intentionally, When I'm talking to you, because that's all prayer is, is a conversation. It's not weird. You're talking to someone. That's what I've been telling the kids. You're just having a conversation. It's normal to have a conversation. I love this. He who kneels the most stands the best. I think that was D.W. Moody that said that. It's true. But you have to do it. And here's the deal. God is waiting for us to pray. He's waiting. He's like... I know what's good. Yes, I see that. Let's talk about it. Why don't you let me do something about that? Why don't you shift control off of you? You can't change it, but I can. 
It's not wasted time. Prayer shifts control. Your circle. This is something we've talked to our girls a lot, a lot about growing up. We have a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old. Lots of talks about your circle. Circle shifts your attitude. You are a byproduct, better or worse, because of the people you are around. You are a byproduct of that circle. Do they love Jesus as much as you do? Do they love Jesus more than you do? Is there lasting fruit? There's a supernatural exchange when you are with other people. It's either iron sharpening iron. Have you ever hugged someone and they were wearing perfume? You know, some of us wear it like a crop duster went over them. <laughs> Lots of perfume. And their perfume gets off on you after you hug them. It's like you kind of smell it, right? Or cologne. That's what it's like when you're with your circle. What are they leaving on you that you're taking with you? It's really, really important who's in your circle. That shifts your attitude. Forgive. That shifts you to freedom. I'm going to spend an extra minute on this because this is how important forgiveness is. In Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and loving to each other. Forgive each other the same as God forgave you through Christ. You have to be walking in forgiveness for your prayers to be answered. It's in the Bible. I struggle with forgiveness. Anybody? I struggle with it. This is one that I have had to bring up to God again and again and again. Who has hurt me? Well, let's see. My family, my friends, my husband. Love you, babe. My kids. My mom on Mother's Day, imagine she's talking about her mom has hurt her. Strangers, people I know a little, people I don't know at all. I have been hurt. I have good reason. Listen, I know I'm, I'm making fun, but seriously now, we all have something, don't we? Just in there. The person, people. Who have I hurt? Well, let's see. My husband, my mom, my family, strangers, my friends, people I've worked with, people I used to work with, people, 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 people I'm driving on the road with. God help me. (laughs) That is my big struggle. Ah, But God chose to forgive me and all of my grossness, right? And all of my immaturity and selfishness. I don't get to have a list. Stop talking about it. Who does God say they are? You can make your heart bigger or you can make your hurt bigger, but you can't do both at the same time. And goodness knows we don't want our prayers not to be answered because we have unforgiveness in our hearts. God tells us that he will help us with this. There is a grace to do it, a supernatural grace to forgive someone that's hard to forgive. He usually tells me to pray for them. I don't always like that, but I recommend trying it because you can't pray for someone and stay with something in your heart. You just can't. It's like it just doesn't work. Pray for them. I've prayed for restoration. Some situations, there can be restoration. Some, there cannot. But pray for it anyway. Don't limit God. 
He's God. There is nothing like being on the other side of forgiveness. There's nothing like it, guys. And I feel this so deeply because I am on the other side of some of it. And it's incredible. It's supernatural. And some of us just need to let go. Is everybody with me? It's time to let go. It's so contradictory to what our flesh wants. But it's life-changing. I can't even really articulate it. I think that's why I get emotional. Because it is just literally life-changing. Let God do it. It's time to forgive. All right. Getting quiet. Getting quiet shifts how you hear. Who you hear. I asked God if I could not cry today during worship. And he said, sure, but you can cry while you're preaching. (laughs) If you feel like you're not hearing from God, go back to the last thing he told you and do that. I know, listen, I think I I remember somebody, it might have been Pastor Brent, somebody saying online that one of the number one searches when it comes to God is how can I hear from God? God is not... God is not silent, so what's, what's the disconnect? Well, friends, it's usually us. Because God is, is not keeping it a secret ever. He wants you to know. If he sees you drifting, it hurts his heart. When a parent sees their child drifting, it hurts our heart. It breaks our heart. We're like, no, it doesn't have to be like this. It's so simple. Just listen to me. (laughs) Parents, if it only were that simple. God's doing the same thing with us. Go back to the last thing God asked you to do and do that. What is the last thing he asked you to do? Maybe it was to forgive someone. You were here. You heard it. There's no take backs. Watch out for bitterness. That goes hand in hand with forgiveness. It will stop the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. None of us want that. You got to really watch. It costs you more than you're wanting to pay. Again, I know that as well from personal experience, but it is never too late to shift. Never, never too late to change direction. It's never too late. And it's not hard. It's simple. It's simple. It's practical. And it's supernatural. When God talks to you through his Holy Spirit, who is not an it, by the way, is a he, he will use the same tone as when Jesus talked in the Bible. So you're like, oh, how do I know if that's me or if that's the Holy Spirit? That's one of the the easiest ways to know. He's not going to sound different than the Bible, but, oh, you got to read the Bible to know what he sounds like. You need to know what Jesus sounds like. You got to get in there and listen. Go back to the last thing he told you to do and do that. I know it's not easy. He didn't say it was going to be easy, but it's worth it. Go to church. Go to church. You're all here. So obviously I'm preaching to the choir. And those online, you're watching, you're with me. But go to church. 
he's not trying to inconvenience you, God, when he says in the Bible, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It's because he knows there's something valuable and important to all of us imperfect people getting together in one room, rubbing up against each other. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. But he knows there's something valuable in it because we are in a community. We're in a family. Family's messy. But family gets together. We prioritize it. When it's convenient, we prioritize it when it's not convenient. And we don't get to decide if church is convenient or not. He's called us to it. I will say this. Church is not the place you want to create margin. Are you all with me? Every other week. Every couple weeks, going to brunch. It's not where you want to create margin. When you were on your phone for two hours, that was your margin. When you went to dinner with your friends, that was your margin. When you took a nap, that was your margin. When you went to a sporting event, that was your margin. Church should not be where you create margin. Church is valuable. It is crucial. It is something we are called to. We are meant to be together. It's supernatural in its practicality. God wants to do a work in you. But we have to fix our eyes on the unseen. The unseen is eternal. God is working something out in me. And he's working something out in all of you for his glory. But you have to make the time. Your children need to see you make the time. Your kids need to see you be consistent. There's a future that only you can intersect with by shifting. Jesus is an interruption. Isn't he? He's an interruption. And we say it's a welcome interruption. Jesus, what he's asking us to do to be set apart daily... It's not always easy. Sometimes we just want the big, instant, transformative, supernatural, spectacular, instead of just the little shifts that are moving us toward Jesus. That culminate into something really powerful and true, true, real life change. Over time, you will look for those parts, guys, of you that were broken and hurt and bound and messed up, and they will be healed if you start shifting. Freedom, like you have never experienced it, like what I was talking about with forgiveness, like you have never experienced it, is yours. The Bible says it, and God is not a liar. His word does not return void. He says, not Nicole. He says, the shifts, the little, every day, setting apart, baby steps, little shuffles, taking the time to point yourself in the direction of Jesus, create real, lasting life change. And this world offers nothing even close to it. If we could see into the realm of the spirit, we wouldn't waste another day. 
Tiny shifts in Jesus' direction equal real change. God's never going to call us to stop making these shifts. But some of us just need to start with just one little one. Just a little one. Just something. And then add something else. Just a little bit more. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. If you open your Bible and you're overwhelmed, let me encourage you, just Look into a Bible plan. That is one of the most practical, simple ways to read your Bible. On any topic you can imagine. Grace, healing, fear, your job, your family. It's all in there. Bible plans are really, really useful. They they really do help you read your Bible, especially when you're just starting out. Shift a little this week. And then shift a little more next week. It's never too late to start making shifts. Uh, Rebecca, wherever you are, she's already there. I love Rebecca so much. She's ready. I want to leave you with this, everyone. Philippians 1, 9 through 11. This is my prayer for you. That your love will grow more and more. That you will have knowledge and understanding with your love that you will see the difference between what is important and what is not. And you will choose what is important every day. Every day, baby steps, little shuffles, no drifts, intentional, real life change. That you will be pure and blameless for the coming of Christ that your life will be full of the many good works that are produced by Jesus Christ to bring glory and praise to God. That's my prayer for you as well. That you will see the difference between what is important and what is not and choose what is important every day. Sometimes people aren't going to notice. That's okay doesn't matter does God look on the outside nope where does he look he looks in the heart every day little by little it's not overnight it's not fancy it's simple it's practical it's diligent you miss a date that's all right pick it up again tomorrow Pick up the Bible, pray, praise, worship, look at your circle, go to church, serve, maybe in kids. You know what something D.W. Moody also said was he said, he was a famous evangelist, by the way, did crazy stuff for the kingdom of God. He actually said that he, if he could go back in time, he would commit his entire ministry to reaching children for the kingdom of God. It's not about perfection. It's about moving. Baby steps, little shuffles, and we can all do it. Real life change, not what this world offers. Significance in this world is temporary. It is fleeting. There's nothing wrong with significance in this world. It just isn't eternal. So that's like what I said to moms today. Keep Jesus the main thing. Keep Jesus the main thing, friends. 
why don't we just take a minute and pray? Father, you're so good. Your word to us is so good and is filled with power and precision. And I thank you for that. I thank you that everything you have called us to, whether it is a one-time decision or a daily setting apart and making shifts that are good for us and healthy, that you do it with us and you do it because you love us. And it is not meant to be hard. It is meant to be what is best. It is meant to be what will change us the most. And when we change, we can affect the world for change and we help build your church and it's an honor God don't let us drift help us God arrest us where we are this morning right now show us where we need to shift thank you for the grace and the strength and the courage to do it especially where we've worn that groove down in another direction. We can be free of anything if we make shifts. Thank you, Jesus. We can be free of any bondage, addiction, insecurity, unforgiveness. You meet us. You connect with us. But it's a partnership. We get to choose. Thank you, God, that you help us to choose what is right. Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Love you all so much. I've missed your faces. Happy Mother's Day. Pretty good job, eh? When have I ever hurt you, honey? I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I love that thing she said when talking about forgiveness, that you can make your hurt bigger or your heart bigger. And that's so true. Thank you, baby. Did She's backstage, but she did a great job this morning. <laughs> Hey, before we leave this morning, we just want to talk about Jesus and give everyone an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, the gospel, the good news is all about Jesus. As Nicole talked about this morning, Jesus is the main thing. That he came, he lived a sinless life, he died on the cross, and God raised him from the dead. And he did all of that to provide a relationship with himself. And all we have to do to have that relationship with God is to say yes to him. Make Jesus the Lord of our lives. So if you've never done that this morning, I'm going to pray a prayer here in a second. I invite you to pray along with me. Maybe you're here this morning and you know, you're know you not as close to God as you used to be. You kind of feel like you're distant from God this morning. You know, God is not mad at you. God is inviting you close to himself again. So church, we're all going to pray this out loud with somebody who might be praying it for the first time, saying yes to Jesus or rededicating their life to Christ. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes and pray this prayer out loud. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so I could know you. So today I say yes to that relationship. I say yes to your righteousness. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and I turn from my own. I thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's congratulate those that did that today.
If that is you this morning, you've either made that first time decision to say yes to Jesus or you've rededicated your life to Christ, we would love to know about it. In fact, we have some materials that we would love to put into your hand that will help you on your discipleship journey. Jesus has called us to be followers of him. This is a lifelong daily journey and the materials that we have for you will help you to do that. So fill out that connect card that I mentioned earlier in the service. Take that card to the info desk in the lobby and they will be happy to give you those materials. Uh, Just a couple other reminders before you go this morning. Uh, Date night is coming up 12 days away. Uh, So for married couples, engaged couples here in our church, uh, there's a spot, a QR code for you to register. It's gonna be a great time. You don't wanna miss it. Make sure you get a babysitter. Uh, It's gonna be a great time for you to invest into the most important relationship that you have in your life. And then also um, for celebrating Mother's Day, we have some lemonade for you in the, in the lobby. I like to call it Mamanade on Mother's Day, but they wouldn't put that on the, the logo. But I got to say it today anyway. <laughs> hey, if you came to church this morning hoping to have somebody to pray with you or for you, If you're facing any sickness and disease, any other difficult situation, some of our church leaders will be up here at the front of the stage immediately after service is dismissed, and they will be happy to pray with you about any of those circumstances. Let's all stand up together today. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. Have a great rest of the day today. Make sure you go and see your mom. Call her, have lunch with her, do something, celebrate her today. Have a great afternoon. You are dismissed.